Blog Talk Radio. I'm up in this bitch. This is one of your hosts, Mario Ultra Evil. You know, I probably need to change that name, y'all, because, you know, it doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Anyway, we got my co-host here. Speak on it. Hi, everyone. Right on. Yeah, it's another Friday, another awesome day. Didn't rain. I didn't work too hard today, even though I am tired. But we got another interesting topic for you, nonetheless. And maybe a few tidbits of information. Maybe you'll walk away feeling a little smarter, and maybe you'll just sit back and enjoy and listen to us ramble on about something, and you know, just infect your mind a bit. No, how that goes. Okay, so tonight's topic is the harm in teaching creationism. Um, for those of you that don't know what creationism is, and I think you all should, um, in a nutshell, is a belief that the world was and the entire universe and everything in it was created by a supernatural entity. Um, in Christianity um, and Abrahamic religions, that would be specifically um, the omnipotent, omniscient um, God, known as Yahweh, Jehovah. Etc. And that he created everything. Um, you have your strict creationists that that believe the Bible to a T, and then you have your not so strict creationists that kind of, sort of, um, err on the side of um, cosmology and evolution, but only after a a a God created everything. Yeah, I always find that kind of you know you know a little odd because I've I've been um, um, reading up a little bit about it. You know, I remember them talking about the Creationist Museum in Texas, and I always wanted to, you know I kind of want to check it out. Just wanted to go and see what kind of crazy mess they got going on there. And um, um, it's actually in Kentucky. I think there's I think there's a few of them though, but uh, um. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've always. Are you okay? Hello. You okay? Yeah. What is her noise? Sorry. Well, that must be Kim Hicka. Kim, you talking about? Sorry. You made me laugh. Sorry. Kim, Kim is trying to be incognito <laughs> and scaring the hell out of us. We put myself on mute. Okay. I thought this was some paranormal activities type situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so I wouldn't look at the uh, um, the website and whatnot. They even have 
uh, Noah's Ark construction site, see the scaffolding, smell the freshly cut timbers in the busy work site of Noah's Ark, delve into the belly of the Ark and imagine the stalls full of animals in close quarters, listen to the sounds of thunderous driving rains and the pouring of water against the sides of the great Ark as millions of people drown to death. They didn't write that part. That's that's kind of my thing right there. And, uh, you know, I mean, um, in uh, biblical history, it's the key to understanding dinosaurs. Explore many of those amazing creatures, along with the fossilized dinosaur egg, a triceratops skeleton, casting, and much more. And you might even see, you know, a dude kind of being half devoured by a dinosaur. Because, you know, if there's one thing primitive man could compete against, it's roving predators that outweigh them by a couple hundred pounds, you know. Well, a couple thousand pounds. <laughs> um, no before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, I'm going to go through the list of things that the top ten creationists believe, and we can dissect why exactly they're harmful. And I also have a list here of um, from a creationist site about um, the top ten reasons they feel that creationism should be taught in school and why, obviously, that's a terrible idea as well. Um, number one, creationist belief is that humans and dinosaurs coexisted, which Mario already brought up. Um, besides the fact that there is no um, um, archaeological or um, paleontological um, proof, it just... Um, we, there were too many very dangerous predators and carnivores at the time for that to have been a reality. Um, we are not the fastest. We are not the strongest of the animals living today. Um, we got to the top of the food chain on brain power alone. But I don't care how smart you are, if a Tyrannosaurus Rex is after you, you're in danger, period. Yeah, you're um, screwed. Yeah, um, the second creationist belief is that biological systems are too complex to have evolved. Um, um, this is what biochemist Michael Behay refers to as irreducible complexity, where um, he feels um, that all mutations are bad um, and everything is created exactly the way it should be and um, the way that it is is the way that it's always been in a, in a specific um, organism and species. Now, we know that's not true. Um, we've seen transitioning forms of various types of um, species, including, um, you know, the current species, um, Homo sapiens sapiens. Um, but again, creationism is at odds with almost all the known sciences um, today. The third creationist belief is that we can see light from distant galaxies because the speed of light is not constant. Um, and the, the, the basis, the, basis um, the creationist answers handbook ex claims, and I quote, the basic biblical framework, because it comes from the creator, is non-negotiable, as opposed to the changing views and models of fallible people seeking to understand the data within that framework. Evolutionists also often change their ideas on exactly how things have made themselves, but never whether they did. So basically, in a nutshell, they're saying um, things don't change, what you see is what you get, and the Bible is the answer. We can't trust science because science is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. 
The number four. Uh, you were going to say something. Yeah, um, uh, there was a notice on the Block Talk thing when I clicked on that you might get a little distorted or anybody calls in might get a little distorted. And the recommended uh, solution to that is for you to call, and, I mean, hang up and call right back. Okay. So I just let you know about that. But carry on, carry on, carry on. Okay, the number four um, of the top ten patients' beliefs is that all hominid fossils are either fully human or fully ape, meaning they do not believe in transitional species. Now, for the, there are some patients that do believe that mankind evolved. However, they believe that we evolved after God created us and we did not evolve from um, an ape-like common ancestor that we share with the um, with other primates. The strict creationists do not believe that we evolved at all, and any transitional species that um, we find are not just um, are not transitional species, but different species of animal altogether, um, which is only which is an oversimplification of the real issue, obviously. Um, Number five is stars and planets could have never formed from dust. Um, And this is something that I've learned to be untrue since I was in the third grade. So, um, again, another reason why this is very, very dangerous, if you're telling, you know, people or adults believe something that I learned as a child in the third grade. Um, the number six is that the second law of thermodynamics prohibits evolution. Um, (laughs) A closed system, right? Because we are a closed system, um, there can be no evolution. Um, And it says evolution is by no means a process of improvement. It is merely an autonomous system that's driven by variation and selection. Now, of course, we know that there are very dangerous mutations in the world, um, in all species, but not all mutations are bad mutations, or um, whether or not the bad mutation is selective to that individual species and where they happen to reside. The seventh belief is that the flood, the Great Flood, caused the Ice Age. I don't know when that water turned to ice or where it says that in the Bible, because I never read it. But that's what they believe. What we view as the Ice Age is they believe something that came about as a result of the Great Flood. According to Genesis, they say, most of the flood water came from underground, which resulted in warmer than average oceans and a significant increase in global snowfall. This gave rise to the ice sheets and the pluvial periods. In addition, the large amount of volcanic dust in the atmosphere blocked crucial sunlight, which caused cooler summers. Moreover, the Ice Age is a geological phenomenon that can also explain why there's no trace of the Great Flood in the sedimentary record. So they're trying to cover all the bases here. The Ice Age caused the Great Flood, and because of the Great Flood, there's no record of the Ice Age. Stupid. You know, I I, I once (laughs) saw something in which they tried to explain it by saying that there was some kind of uh, underlying layer of water Beneath, just beneath the Earth's surface, and somehow it was released, and some, some like that. I, all the most asinine explanation that I have ever heard of. Okay, let's move on. Um, number eight, um, 
everyone knows um, when we talk about the age of the world and um, and the age of certain, um, you know, fossils or even people on our planet, we use radiocarbon dating. And this eighth creationist belief is that radiocarbon dating does not work. Um, to sweep aside the inconvenient truth of radiocarbon dating, they claim that uh, radioisotope decay rates aren't constant and that all purposes in nature vary according to different factors. Remember a few um, facts ago, I read how they said that everything is constant? Well, now, apparently, um, decay rates are not constant, um, and this is why radiocarbon dating does not work and we cannot trust when um, paleontologists, archaeologists, biologists um, give the age of a rock or a fossil or a human being. Number nine, DNA is God's signature on all living things. Because you can't, because um, um, genetic bio, genetics does not work without evolution. It does not exist without evolution. Um, and we know how very accurate DNA testing can be. Let's say, well, that's God's way of telling you, you know, what's going on. Um, all the, the 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 complex strands of DNA that you see aren't evolutionary markers or genetic markers. They're just God's signature, like Picasso, and it varies from person to person or species to species. And, of course, the tenth belief is that um, the Grand Canyon was formed by receding floodwaters. Now, we know the Grand Canyon formed about 70 million years ago, um, but, of course, they think the Earth is only about six to 10,000 years old. And it formed around the time dinosaurs still ruled the Earth. The geological time scale is a problem for creationists who say that it was all created all at once during the Great Flood, even though we know that there are very, very many levels um, and many periods in history as you go up and down the, the canyon itself, and we can, we, can, we can date it. But let's just sweep all that aside and say the Great Flood caused it all. The Great Flood also caused the Ice Age. Let's not forget that. And because of the ice, there's no record of the flood. So the, hold on. How does that make sense that the Great Flood will cause the Ice Age? I just, it, I just don't even... It seems, if anything, they would have made I'm more gonna sense. Go, I'm going to go back and try to read that and see if we can make some sense out of it. Um, hold on, let me just read that, that one one more time. It said, and I quote, um, According to um, Genesis in the Christianist handbook, most of the flood water came from underground. Now, the Bible does not say this. It says that the rain fell, period. But apparently there's some, there's, there was that much water underground, and it came up from underground, as well as the water that was falling, which resulted in warmer-than-average oceans, because more water makes the ocean warmer, and there was a significant increase in global snowfall. This gave rise to the ice sheets in the pluvial periods. Then, large amounts of volcanic dust in the atmosphere blocked crucial sunlight, which caused cooler summers. And that led to the Ice Age, which was a geological phenomenon so vast that this explains why there's no trace of the Great Flood in the sedimentary record. 
I just, you know, that, that just, you know, takes an incredible amount of, you know, it's, it's almost like you're you're writing a movie, and in order to keep make, keep the movie make a bad sense, movie. yeah, you're you're trying to alter every every amount of thing you can along the way, so that the end result is that it makes sense. If you read it really quickly, and you don't you don't break it down into sentences, and you don't bring break those sentences down into key phrases, it might mm-hmm. sort of could have might be maybe sort of makes sense, but um, it really doesn't. Um, I but mean, to have are. that much volcanic dust, in, I mean, this one this one sentence alone makes no sense. Large amount of volcanic dust in the atmosphere blot crucial sunlight, leading to cooler summers. How can there be large amounts of volcanic dust in the atmosphere when there is a global flood? Right. Yeah. Another thing is, you know, one thing, you know, I'm not the brightest person in the world and everything, but Generally, I believe that people who have went to school for, like, what, 10, 12 years and shit to figure this out and have lots and lots of uh, 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 experience, this is like Carl Sagan and and people like that. Those people know more about the, what they're talking about than somebody who just read this book and said, hey, you know what, I bet you I can make this shit make a lot more sense if I work in a little bit of science and just ignore the fact that science actually – proves a lot of this stuff didn't happen. For instance, if you believe that the Earth is 10,000 years, you know, first of all, all right, let's say that Satan had a little bit of extra time on his hands, so he built himself a factory, and he made dinosaur bones, and then ran around the world just depositing dinosaur bones in the settlement so that when we finally find these bones, they're beneath tons and tons of earth and petrified and all that stuff. And, you know, you, you, you um, it looks like they've been down there for like, what, 65 million years or so, give or take, you know. I just say that he did that. All right. It still doesn't lie. It still belies the fact that if you look up in the sky and you see a, see a star that is 10,000 light years away, it took that amount of light, millions of years, to reach the point that you could see it. You know, I you know, I get that. I get that. You know, light travels at the, at the speed of light. Light travels at the speed of light. You get what I'm saying. Either way mm-hmm. it go, the bottom line is, you know, you can't say that the Earth is 60 to 10,000 million, I mean, years old, years old, then have 65 million years worth of shit lying in, in the soil. It just, that doesn't add up. Yeah, um... I mean, not all Krishnas believe that the devil put um, dinosaur fossils in the ground, um, you know, as a way to to deceive us or that God did it as a way to test us. The, like I said, and, and that was fact number one, um, um, the great majority of them believe that dinosaurs and humans coexisted, and you'll see that in the Krishnas Museum where you'll see these um, figures of what is supposed to be ancient peoples um, who look exactly like people today, Homo sapiens sapiens, riding velociraptors like pets, like pet horses or something. Um, you know, it's one of those things where um, they it clearly has no place in reality. And we I've read the top ten Krishna's beliefs, um, but, you know, our topic today is why it's harmful to teach it in schools. And there are, I can give you the top ten reasons that Krishna's feel that Krishna's should be taught in school. 
and we can like kind of like go through that point by point because that is the real subject at hand is not these beliefs but the idea that they're going to be taught in public schools um and sadly they are being taught in a lot of public schools around the country it's just not the majority um you know thing with creationists too and oh i really don't want to forget this point and i think it's it's slipping from my mind um it, as of June 1st, 2012, um, statistics show that 46% of Americans um, held creationist beliefs. That is not the majority, but that is a huge minority. And it's a problem, um, especially in a developed nation. Um, so here are the top ten reasons why creationists feel that that needs to, to be taught in school. Um Reason number 10 is the demand. They feel that people want it, ergo it should be taught. Um, what do you guys think of that? I think it's, I think it's bullshit, you know what I'm, I mean? Because, I mean, if you, the whole idea of school to teach kids knowledge that they need to you know, for one thing. Well, you know, yeah, you can feel in feel in your belief system that kids need to learn this, but that should remain in your belief system in your church. That should not be factored into a public school system in which this guy is probably going to be running the world, running the country one day or something, something like that. Um, teaching, teaching people, teaching your kids something that is not true on purpose and expecting that, you know, to be somehow some, some kind of life lesson or something like that, I don't... You know, I don't even get it. I, I really don't. Well, here's the thing. They don't see this as not being true. They see this very true and very valid. Now, my see, issue still, with... Hmm? It's still, I still believe that, that, you know, that should be taught in your church, in your, your place of worship. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it should be public and whatnot. Go well, ahead. here's the thing. I mean, um, my issue with reason number 10, people want it, is the idea that, we need to teach everything in public school that the overwhelming majority want. Because in various parts of the country, there are people that would want to not teach black history. There are people that would not want to teach about the Holocaust. There are people that would want to have the the slave trade and slavery and Jim Crow completely eradicated from our textbooks. Just because people want these things, doesn't mean that we should stop teaching them. And just because people want um, creationism to be taught doesn't mean that it should be. Uh, the idea that a public school should just teach whatever the majority in fill-in-the-blank area want taught is completely ludicrous. Um, education should not be um, something that – general education shouldn't be something that is um, co- that is constantly – voted on every time a group of adults decide to throw a tantrum. So that's my opinion on it. Um, reason nine, and anytime we think of this, is um, is legitimacy. They believe that this is a legitimate belief system. Um, um, they said whether or not you believe it isn't the point. The point is that it is a belief held by a significant number of people. Um, people who pay taxes for their children's education. Ergo, those children should be taught what they want them to be taught. How do you feel about that? 
Yeah, I, I don't agree with that either, man. I don't. I mean, I, um, if you can design a school curriculum based solely on what people want, then shouldn't that mean that we should have a lot more well known as America? I was going to say something intelligent, like saying, shouldn't we have better math and, you know, say more world languages taught and stuff like that, more accurate information? But it's world America. So. The only reason we need to know is American. Right. America. American. Um, reason number eight, poor education. And I thought this was a very comical reason. Um, they say they say religious studies are painfully lacking. Um, religious studies are almost non-existent in the Western world in the public school system. Some would say it's a good thing, but is it really a bad thing to teach children how to better understand their fellow man? Because apparently religion does this. How do you feel about that reason? I think that's complete bullshit because one of the one of the problems, uh, one of the things about creation, creationists is that they they kind of have this this belief, you know, in in kind of a sex, sexism sexism, and to me it is kind of sexist to say that a woman was created for man, that women were created for me, and you know what I'm saying, and and, and whatnot. And to me, that's kind of a saying that women women are kind of subservient and have, you know, a purpose that is designed to impact my life. That was your reason. And so, so you know, if you, you're teaching kids that, you know, women are automatically, you know, um, I guess secondary, I guess, you know, then, you know, then to me you're starting out the gate with somebody who's not going to be right when they grow up. I mean, as far as what you're saying, According to the Bible, women aren't even a secondary um, priority. They're an afterthought. Um, yeah. God never planned on making woman until he saw how lonely Adam was. And according um, to the Torah, Adam had tried having relations with all the other animals, but they just weren't right. Um, so I call that um, enter, I enter Lilith and then enter Eve. Yeah, and then that's the design flaw right there. Exactly. My issue with this one um, is how they say that um, religious studies are painfully lacking, and as a result, children don't know how to better relate to their fellow man. My thought is this. If your child doesn't know how to relate to other people, that is a failing of yours as a parent, not a failing of any school, public or private, whether the school teaches religion or not. If your child cannot relate to other children, and this is a child that does not have some sort of emotional or um, or um, mental disability, then you have failed as a parent. Right, um, and don't 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 these people don't most believers I know of um, are against same sex uh, relationships and marriage and stuff like that. To me, that contradicts the whole relate to your fellow man thing because what if your fellow man happens to be a gay person, a gay guy or something like that? I'm glad you brought that up because religion teaches heaps of intolerance, bigotry, homophobia, xenophobia, you name it. Um, And um, so many Americans have internalized this to the point where they don't just um, hate, but they outright fear other cultures, um, racist ethnicities, other religions, and of course, Homosexuals. That's a problem. Oh, yeah. 
if yeah, you know, yeah. if, if if you internalize this sort of thing, how are you better relating to those people? There are there are campaigns I saw I saw um a lot of these campaigns English only campaigns in which you can only uh, only speak English in that state or something like that or uh, I just thought that was kind of in, in this, especially uh, if you're on the southern border, border states that you have the audacity to say you can only speak English and I'm pretty sure you're getting a lot of your labor from people coming across the border so I don't even get that. I mean, it, it takes an incredible amount of hubris to, to say, relate to your fellow man, and at the same time be racist, homophobic, and stuff like that. You know, and it does teach a certain amount of racism because you have to believe that um, um, one of the things you have to believe is about the curse of Ham, right? Yeah. People dark skin. Yep, he accidentally saw his daddy naked, and then he was cursed with blackness. Apparently, aging well and enhanced athleticism were part of the curse, but I digress. Um, In large or if you're a Mormon creationist, if you're a Mormon creationist, then the belief is that um, black people are the descendants of um, fallen angels who mated with the human women. So um, we are cursed as well, but it's more of a divine curse, I guess, because we are part supernatural, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, reason number seven they give for wanting creationism to be taught in school, diversity. They say it's important for children to know all ways of thinking. You already know what I think about this, so tell me what <laughs> you think about that. <laughs> diversity, my behind. You know, um, you, you kind of get into this whole mindset, especially along the, along the lines of a, of a lot of aspects of religion that, you know, there are certain modes of thinking. There are certain status quo that you're supposed to adhere to. And uh, um, <clears throat> diversity hasn't really been a lot of. I mean, when did we finally integrate schools? You know, we're in the Bible Belt in the South and the home of a lot of religion, and yet the South, you know, we had to fight to allow people to go to school to, with with people who look different from them. I don't, yeah, I, I mean... It's it's crazy because even in 2013, there are still many parts in the, of the South, including Georgia, where they still have segregated proms. How diverse is this? And, I mean, the idea that you want to teach creationism because you want children to know all ways of thinking, I don't think the people who say this really understand the full scope of the the, the, the many ways of thinking within religions, and I say religions because Christianity isn't the only religion in the world, contrary to what creationists think, and ethnic, and ethnic groups and nationalities. If you want to expose children to all of that, they'd be in school for the rest of their lives. Yep. And if you want to open that floodgate, you're you're opening the door for everyone to teach all of their specific religions um, ideology. But right. I have yet to find a, a, an American creationist who would co-sign, um, you know, teaching um, their child creationism um, and the evolution of of society as taught in the Quran. Okay. I agree with you. Yo, we got a call. Guess what? Guess what? Caller. Okay, Erico, Erico, five seven one. And just, just to reiterate, the number is not. I know, I know the dang jingle, and for some reason, it's not coming to my head right now. Three seven eight five six two four one seventy three to get 
And it's incredibly easy to believe something um, like creationism because it doesn't require that much thought. It doesn't require that much research. It doesn't require that much knowledge. It doesn't require any external reading except the Bible. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, along those lines, my problem is that um, um, we're we're falling behind in the world, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, we we have the biggest military, but as far as knowledge and um, retaining, you know, knowledge within this country to further the um, um, the, the further this country's, you know, I mean, development in in knowledge and in 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 information and stuff. It seems to me it sets a bad, you know, example, especially intellectually, when you're supposed to believe that everything that is great and wonderful. About and even bad about the world is simply the product of, of one being deciding, hey, I want this animal to eat this animal. I want this this plant to be infected with this disease because there I have to figure out some way to get rid of this plant when it starts overpopulating and stuff. And then you, um, it, it also teaches the laziness of literal, actual belief in what the Bible is saying and and whatnot, and in the social order of human beings and uh, um, humans having dominion over the animals and stuff like that. I mean, it, it goes into a, a wider, a, a much wider array of problems and, and issues and stuff. And I think that we need to focus more on, especially the core knowledge that we need to focus on, math exactly. especially. I think, English, I think the greatest, the greatest weapon that we have against eliminating um, creationism from from schools is to try to um, better educate um, the older generation, the parents of the kids in school today, about exactly how the theory of evolution, what the theory of evolution believes and what it doesn't believe, well, and about you know, how cosmology works. The hardest thing about the older generation is that they're set in their ways and they believe wholeheartedly that they're right. It's, um, it's next to impossible to get a lot of these people they even change to change even admitted what they were believing was wrong and whatnot. And um and, and, um and I guess, you know, I guess I understand that when you believe in something your whole life, you know, it's kinda of hard to say, No, that's bullshit, you know. But Yeah, and I mean I've never met a creationist who mm-hmm. understood the theory of evolution. They always misconstrue it. Um there's always a ball faced lies, half truths or they believe that evolution and cosmology are one and the same, which they are not. Um, I see not just a denial of the truth, but a complete ignorance of it. Right. I mean, you, you even you even get down to the fact that um, yeah, mountains are not the, the product of a being say, "Hey, I want like gigantic rocks and shit right here." You know. If you read science and if you pay attention to science, you know, and stuff like that, no, I am not a scientist. But to me, when you tell, when I'm listening to someone who has a lot more knowledge about this, who has studied this, and he's explaining that there are different plates on the surface of the earth, and sometimes they collide and they rub against each other, which causes the mountain ranges, which causes falls, which causes geothermal action and geo and earthquakes and shit like that. I mean, like, well, that makes sense. It's not like, hey, I want some mountains right here. 
to me, you know what I'm saying? Somebody actually took time and a lot of lot of instruments and a lot of knowledge is figuring out why this is and why this is happening and how can we make ourselves safer from the results of the things that the earth does on its own because that's what the earth is supposed to do and mm-hmm. stuff. You, you want to you you it takes a scientific mind to figure out we can predict earthquakes and design devices to predict earthquakes. Other than saying, well, you know, the earthquake happened because you're allowing gay marriage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> y'all fault. You know, shit. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like I said, you're speaking as a person who's already convinced, but they believe that these people are wrong. They're human beings. They're faulty, and the 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 greatest issue with fighting creationism is is religion itself and the idea that fill-in-the-blank holy book is the inerrant word of God. Um, once you can remove that and you can explain, hey, science changes, it has to, it has to change and has to grow because of new evidence that presents itself. We know more, therefore it has to change. It cannot stay constant because our knowledge of our bodies and other species and the world around us is not constant. We know more now than we did a thousand years ago. We know more now than we did last month, and that's why it has to change. Um, but you cannot remove from these people the belief that the Bible is consistent and it is completely accurate, and that is the heart of the problem. Um, you know, um, I, I want to thank the caller for that. That was a good question, man. You know, I, 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 I enjoyed that. So I don't know if he um, dropped or he got all he booted off or whatever, but um, that was a pretty good question. Um, once again, that number is. Let me remember this jingle right quick. Um, 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 it's three one zero nine eight two four two seven three. Right, 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 right. See, I would have had it too. See, <laughs> all I had to do was say the jingle, and I would have remembered it. Okay, I, I need um, to thank William for that because, you know, if I maybe I should rhyme and make a little jingle for all my numbers because the only number I remember is my grandma's number. So if I get locked up and screwed. Okay, um, reason number six why they feel that creationism should be taught in schools is freedom of speech. They feel that freedom of speech and expression goes both ways. Now, you and I can bicker back and forth saying, well, schools only teach what are facts or known facts, but according to them, the creationism is a fact. And they feel that um, arguing that creationism is forcing religion on children is akin to saying that a history class on World War II is forcing fascism on children. Besides the fact that this is a highly inaccurate metaphor, what do you think about that reason? I, I just, I don't even, every, every time you give me another reason, I'm sitting here dumbfounded like, wow, somebody actually thinks that? You know? <laughs> it just really it catches me off guard <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm just really flabbergasted. Yeah, um, I mean, the only way I can feel about that is freedom of speech does work both ways. However, um, and I I said this before, you wouldn't feel right, or I mean, these parents wouldn't feel right about um, other religions being taught in school and other religious ideologies taught in school. No, 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 no. I mean, no, no. most Christians wouldn't even want the the Mormon version of creationism or the Scientology version of creationism taught in school. 
So, right. They they talk about you know you know and we get to this thing about bringing prayer back to school, which so I'm told. First of all, prayer was never removed from school. You can pray anytime you want to. Nobody's saying that you can. Just the school shouldn't lead the prayer, I guess, unless you're going to a Christian school. But if you're going to a public school, you know, and you're advocating for prayer being brought back in school, that means if I'm a Satanist, I can pray as well. But you talk, yes. you know, unless you're only uh, you're only talking about your prayer when you're when you're advocating for that. And then if someone else try to bring in bring in their who religion, else, who else's prayer matters? Right, Mario. Nobody else's right. prayer matters. Um, right. And you know, my feeling is, yes, you do have freedom of speech. You can talk to your kids about Christianism and the Bible all you want outside of school hours, and they can read the Bible all they want during school hours as long as it doesn't interfere with their schoolwork or right. they're paying attention to the teacher. Teacher, it's not like it's not a it's not a big deal. And again, it's one of those bald faced lies saying that. Prayer and Bibles have been eliminated from school. That's simply not true. I know tons of kids that I went to school with that um, they they took their Bibles and their Quran to, with them to school every day and read it in front of everyone. Yeah, I like those people who put their Bible in the back of the back window of the car, so you know, head on collision, that becomes a projectile, right? I mean, it's two pounds, you know, a book flying at the back of your head. Um, exactly. Um, um, and I, I had something I was gonna say, and I lost my train of thought. One of the best, one of the actually not the best, but the, the funniest reason they give is actually reason number five: science. Creationism doesn't necessarily disagree with science. Ergo, it should be taught. Thoughts? <laughs> First of all, if you're saying that the Earth is Six thousand years old. No, no, no. They say okay. you know. They says um, old Earth creationists don't necessarily agree. Don't necessarily disagree with mainstream science. There are oh. creationists that believe that we did evolve after God made us, and that the world is that as old as scientists say that it is. But that we were created by God as we are, um, and we did not evolve from those um, transitioning forms. Yeah, I still find, you know, still find the humor in that because if you look at fossilized records, I've been to natural history museums and I've seen the fossilized remains of the Australopithecus and uh, um, a boy and stuff like that, and you're seeing the different, they have a chart showing the tree and the offshoots of different hominids and, and, and erect mammals and stuff like that, and you're looking at, pretty much what worked and what didn't and how we ended up here or where we are now in our current form and whatnot. I mean, they even, there was something, there was an article I even read in which they actually traced this guy as a black guy and they traced his DNA back to a, 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 sect, a, a, a sect of, uh, of uh, 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 I guess it was uh, Cro-Magnon or Nanothought. I might have to look, look that article up again from like 100,000 years ago. And everything. It was a small uh, hominid sect and whatnot. And to me, you know, if you, to me, the evidence is overwhelming that a lot of this stuff happened. Versus saying, "Well, God did it." Well, I mean, um, the Catholic Church does um, finally. Um, hold on. No, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. When John Paul was Pope, evolution was we were cool with evolution or the Catholic Church School of Evolution. Now, um, after Benedict became Pope and his predecessor, 
um, Pope um, Pope Francis, um, they no longer go sign evolution. What the Catholic Church believes changes from Pope to Pope. Everybody knows this. But anyway, um, it was the old Earth creationist theory that um, God created us, and everything that science um, finds is more proof that there is a God because life is just too complex to have happened randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth reason they have is misrepresentation. Now, this one is ironic to me because I was just talking about how often evolution is misrepresented with half-truths, lies, and just plain ignorance by every creationist I've ever spoken to or met. But they feel that creationism is what's being misrepresented and that it needs to be taught. Um, mm. I quote, it says, most creationists are painted as lunatics, and with atheism on the rise in the younger generation, people who wish to have faith in a higher power are being constantly misrepresented. Aw, oh, boo-hoo, tears. With impartial education mm-hmm. about the key facts, that would no longer be the case. They are sure that if they could just get this stuff taught in schools, everyone would totally get on board with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, it, it really, um, it really makes it too easy to. I mean, to me, to me, God is like that one-all, fix-all thing. You know, it's like if you say it, then yeah, that's where it came from, or that's that was its origin. That was, that was who designed it. That was who engineered it, and everything like that. I just. I just almost find it to be a little bit lazy because, it's like, where's your search for knowledge outside of this book here? Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea that I'm misrepresenting the the theory that um, human beings coexisted with Velociraptors and Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex and um, is about as ridiculous as a theory um, that. Um, Believers in the flat earth theory are being misrepresented. You know, you're not being misrepresented. You believe something that has been shown time and time again, consistently proven to be completely untrue. I cannot, you know, twist and contort a lie to the point where it looks like the truth. It will always be a lie no matter how pretty you dress it up. <laughs> I, I just really, they just, you know, when I, I watch Jurassic Park, man, I find myself chuckling to myself. And then I'm thinking, there's no way in the hell these people will survive this. Nope. Right? There's no way in the hell those people will survive. The only reason they survived was because the damn script said so. So, mm-hmm. so I cannot imagine prehistoric man surviving against creatures that are pretty much built to kill as much shit as they can. A, a, a Velociraptor has that gigantic hook for a reason. A Tyrannosaurus is six tons of muscle and ferocity that says, yeah, I am here to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. That's its purpose. I mean, it really is just our luck that they they eventually all died out and, um, and a lot of them, you know, evolved into other much tamer and much weaker species because we simply could not have made it. Um, Before we ever got to the point of modern medicine and nuclear science, 
you know, there would have only been small pockets of humanity here and there if the species managed to reproduce at to, at the speed at all. And not just us, they, the, the ancient dinosaurs were a threat to most species that are living today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, you know, trust me, the Flintstones and Jurassic Park are not documentaries. So mm-hmm. it didn't really happen. There weren't any, you know, you didn't have a brontosaurus crane, okay? didn't work like that. Yeah. Um, ten, reason number three they give, history. It is an important part of our history, and I quote, like it or not, creationism dominated human belief for centuries. Even if you don't believe it now, our ancestors did. Why should we skip over an integral part of human history simply because many don't agree with it today? If that were true for all things, we'd never teach our children about World War II or slavery, because apparently those are beliefs and not facts. But I digress. If you don't believe in creationism as a belief system, you have to agree that it was one of the fundamental factors of human civilization for hundreds of years. As such, it's important that children are at least aware of it. Now, before you give me your opinion, I would like to point out from what I read, these people have clearly um, have failed to realize that the words belief and facts have two very different meanings. Did you just read to me that they compare not believing in creationism to denying slavery and World War II? Pretty much. How Again, the fuck? comparing belief to fact. Oh, they believed it for years and years and years, so it's okay. I guess the fact that you know people believe it for centuries makes it true, or the fact that um, that people no longer believe this as a majority today doesn't make it any less true. Again, um, convoluting the definitions of belief and fact. No matter how strongly you believe something, doesn't make it true. And Hell no matter no, how... No. <laughs> and oh, it, and there's, a little, there's a little picture with the caption, and it, it shows these this black couple picking cotton in the fields. So, yeah. How, how, the, how the hell do you even put those two on the same level? I mean, that's like me comparing marshmallows to cantaloupe. It's two different. It's two damn different things. Not together. really, because marshmallows and cantaloupes both exist. So <laughs> it's kind of like comparing, um, you know, a racehorse to a unicorn. Well, you have to believe in this unicorn because you have racehorses, and for years and years there were myths and stories about unicorns, so it must be true. I'm just, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, how do you even fix your mind to equate, like, well, if you don't believe in creationism, it must mean you don't believe slavery has You don't get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> we, it's a, it, and I quote, an integral part of human history. Now, here's my problem with that. There are many things in human history that we left we left there in in the in the catacombs of the past because they were not facts. They were just beliefs of that day and age. I mean, people used to say bless you because they thought when you sneeze that it was a sign that you had been hexed. So they would say bless you to try to remove the hex that whatever spell had been cast on you. There are cultures, um, and I mean, I'm Haitian, I know about this, where they think that, you know, you can put a spell on someone to... Um, um, to make them rich, to make them fall in love with you, to kill them, to keep them as your zombie. But 
no amount of mumbling gibberish in the world makes that true, and it shouldn't be taught in schools just because it's been going on for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a difference between teaching what people used to believe or teaching what a group of people believe and teaching a belief as if it were, a, in fact, true, like as if right. it were proven. There is, it, it, it's a world apart, and again, it brings me back up to that point that I read just a little while ago about they saying, you know, creationism is misrepresented. These points are misrepresenting themselves. I see so many false similes and 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 and, and inaccurate metaphors. It's mind-boggling. Reason number two. This is another irony. Stupidity. Children aren't stupid. Children's minds are a wonderful thing. They absorb knowledge far faster than ours, and they have a truly amazing ability to process information on a mass scale while young. Though many would criticize children for saying that they have a simplistic view of the world, their ability to process information is second to none. Um, Piaget's theory of cognitive development states that children will learn the basic concepts of logic and reasoning at around age eight, while their use of primitive reasoning and the much-dreaded why phase occurs much younger than that. With that in mind, is it really so bad to indulge that curiosity in an honest way? Yeah, that whole paragraph just pissed me off. (laughs) Um, But go ahead, tell me what you think. I don't even know what to say. I mean, that was just, just, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Hmm. I mean, my issue with this is the same issue that I have with people telling their children, and this isn't a popular view. Um, um, I don't, I don't have a problem with people saying this to their children because it's not like they're pressuring the schools to say, but saying, "Hey, Santa bought your presents," or saying, "Hey, the stork bought your baby brother." Just because a child has a question, and you don't want to answer the question or you don't know the answer to the question doesn't mean you have to lie to them. And I understand Christians don't believe that what they're saying is a lie. But if the public education system sees this thought process as a lie, it is unethical to try to pressure them to teach what they believe is a lie. That is, I really do. If you, to me, that, that goes back to what I was saying about the laziness, in which it's like, well, where is it the thirst for knowledge? If I don't know something, Depending on what it is, I may, you know, depending on what it is, I might not actually care that much. But if it's if it's something I really want to find out about, I'm going to research it. Or do do enough research to you know satisfy See, stop my curiosity. right there. Stop right there because that's exactly what you just said that that made this ironic. Stupidity. Children aren't stupid. A child who is intelligent and genuinely curious and has a sincere thirst for knowledge is going to pay rapt attention in school. And if there's something they don't understand or they still have whys, they can do their own research, especially in the age of information where you don't have to leave your house, you don't even have to leave your bedroom to learn anything you want to know. But they insist that we teach these children something that comes from an ancient text that has been heavily revised, retranslated, and edited ad nauseum. Yeah, I just, you know, it's just, you know, that's how I even became an atheist. Nobody taught me anything about atheist and non-belief. As far as I know, that's the only thing I was supposed to do was believe. But then I went out there and I looked for myself and I was searching for myself and then reading up all this stuff. Next thing I know, I'm a heathen, I'm a heathen with the rest of you people and losing out on holiday holidays and everything. So now I know better. And it's kind of, sometimes it can be kind of, kind of lonely, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Reason number one, and this is like the most what-the-fuck reason of them all, veracity. It might be true, not just creationism, but all of the alternatives. Around 200 years ago, a man named Ignaz Semmelweis warned doctors that tiny creatures they couldn't see were killing their patients because they wouldn't wash their hands. He was belittled, beaten, and died in abject poverty. Several years later, he was proven right about everything he claimed, a.k.a. bacteria and germs. If you don't believe in a deity, an omniscient force that controls the universe, is it really acceptable to claim that the entire notion is impossible? So now they're playing that, well, you may not believe, but it could be true. You can't prove he really doesn't exist. Card. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that. You know, uh, you can't prove that he doesn't exist. You know, often my response is, well, I then I maybe I can't prove he doesn't exist, but I can prove he doesn't give a shit. Um, nine times out of ten, if you get a disease, unless this human being can help save you with all this modern technology and modern medicine, you're going to die. If you cut, what was the death rate of, of infection from minor, just the most minor cut before uh, uh, modern medicine? I was, you know, nine times out of ten, you were screwed, unless you, you know, amputated the uh, member before it caused gangrene and rotted your whole arm off and whatnot. Now we can save somebody from pretty much almost anything, especially cut or stab-related and everything, and with no problem. You know what I'm saying? Your the, the person you believe in, the guy you believe in, you know, that you say definitely is this, if he does this, he doesn't give a shit about you because if you cut your arm and you don't go to the hospital, you might die. Yeah, that sucks. Um. What bothers me, and this is the, the the two major harms I see in creationism, is number one, teaching this is putting us behind scientifically on a global scale in, yeah. you know, in comparison to the rest of the world. And number two, creationism links directly to our topic two weeks ago, which was faith healing. Not all creationists are faith healers, but all faith healers are creationists. It's a problem. <laughs> um, just this week, we had a Pennsylvania couple that allowed not their first, but their second child to die preventable cause yeah, when they decided yeah. to pray away, um, I believe the child died of diarrhea. And this is something you don't even need to take a child to the doctor if you're really broke and or lazy and or pressed for time. You can get medicine at the store for that. Um, I right. haven't heard of anyone dying of diarrhea in the United States in years. And yeah. this second child, the second child of theirs had to die before a judge finally ordered that their children be taken away from them. The rest of the children, they had that seven children in all. And again, just Damn. like with the first child, they serve absolutely no jail time. And it's crazy because this is obviously criminal negligence. And if a parent did this to their child for any reason other than faith, they would be incarcerated. But these people get a pass to have allowed the death of two of their own offspring under the guise of religion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously they didn't feel sorry about the first child. They probably thought, oh, that, that's God's plan, I guess, and they allowed this, this second child to die. And these, these are the same people that would be like, evolution is a crock, you can't trust the doctors, can't do this, can't do that. But both of their children died um, from very preventable illnesses, and it's a shame. And besides the fact that 
faith healers cling to creationism like white on rice, teaching it is is going to cause a dwindling in the American scientific community to the point where the people that actually need the doctors and need the help are going to, you know, find the medical field stagnant with us really not developing or learning more than we know right now. I would like the medical field to be much more progressed um, 50 years from now than it is today. But how can we ever get there when these people insist on teaching these quote-unquote truths in public schools? You know, um, you know, it, it, there's even something that I, I was reading about um, about the Dark Ages and how that entire period of time cost us like about a thousand years of scientific growth and whatnot. Um, I, I really do think that we, that this country, especially America, is really slipping behind the rest of the world. We we let our whole belief in our superiority kind of make us complacent and everything like that. There are countries right now that have trains that shoot across the country at 200 miles per hour and more, you know, magnetically levitating trains and stuff. You know, we're nowhere near that. We don't, you know, and there's no there's no talk about anything in the budget or anything uh, being developed that uh, – um, um, that can compete with that. In this country, we're still relying on, on airplanes, and we're still relying on a lot of things that, you know, are starting to really show that, yeah, we've, we've really slipped behind and everything. And so, I mean, yeah, I really... Yeah, I mean, it's not even just the sciences, languages, math, yeah. mathematics, and yeah. that's another problem with the, the creationist is that they are pouring so much money to have creationism taught in schools, not even caring that our children are falling behind in languages and mathematics, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, other incredibly vital subjects. Um, Yeah, I mean, you you said all I believe between 2010 and 2012, the state of Louisiana um, spent $12 million to push for creationism creationism to be taught in schools. And legislators in the states of... Yeah, legislators in the states of Colorado, Missouri, Montana, Oklahoma, Indiana, Missouri, Mississippi, and Arizona have all introduced legislation to open the doors to teaching creationism in schools. And there are certain districts and counties where it is taught, and it's the only thing that is taught. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, that's exactly what I'm talking about, is that we, we have this whole... I see so much of this chest-thumping, macho idea of the American image and everything, and I'm just really thinking that, yeah, you know, it's time to evolve that shit, man. And sitting here bragging about being America doesn't mean anything if we're last on almost everything. So, well, we're not last on the military. We can kick anybody's ass, but, you know, even the dumbest brute can kick somebody's ass. You know, what are we what are we doing to teach our children you know, saying how to compete on a global scale. This isn't the world of 1960. This is 2013, and you can talk to somebody in China in a second. It's it's really weird because um, obviously we are not um, we 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 don't um, we don't have we don't have more manpower than other nations. The Chinese are dominating in that area, and Indians as well. Um, and as far as nuclear weapons, many countries have nuclear weapons. Um, and, you know, 
we are dwindling in brain as well, not just brawn. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Um, and I see it more in the media where ignorance and stupidity are glorified as admirable um, personality traits um, to the point where where people try to emulate or children try to emulate these behaviors. And then you have parents that, that are clamoring for creationism, um, you know, keeping them dumbed down, basically. And it's sort of this vicious cycle where one feeds into the other. You need to be ignorant or, or incomplacent to swallow creationism, and creationism leads you to be more <laughs> ignorant and complacent. It's it's a catch-22, and I don't see a way of breaking out of it except, like I told Sincere, which is to educate the older um, generation because they're the ones funneling money into this. They're the ones, you know, right. going hard for this. And it's a and problem. You can, see, you can see really how, how entrenched the mentality is because when we have this whole thing in which, uh, oh, we got a call. Let me go ahead and get this. Caller! All right, caller 614, and once again, that number is 310-982-4273. And uh, didn't even need the jingle this time. So uh, caller 614, holler Yeah, hey, what's up? What's up? Hi, Peace. who's speaking? Hey, hi. I can hear you. Who's speaking? This is Rick. Okay, Hello. Cool. Yeah. So how's it going? All right. I'm good. How are you? All right. All right. All right. So you so uh, you're trying to resolve the problem of fundamentalism, or with or talk about it, or with creationism. Creationism. Uh, yeah, that's that's that, that, that's crazy. I think creationism. Is crazy. But you people risk their lives standing up to creationism, don't they? Um, no, I, I don't think anyone's died to try to teach a theory of evolution yet. Um, when I was a kid, I attended an elementary school called Williams Jennings Bryan Elementary. And for those who don't know, Williams Jennings Bryan is, um, is the, the lawyer that defended John Scopes, the teacher that taught evolution way back in the day. And of course, they lost, they lost, but, and he, and he was so, like, fatigued and um, physically and mentally exhausted that he died, I believe, um, a few days after the, the trial verdict. Right, within the same week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So I think he would be the only person, I guess, to die in the name of teaching evolution or at least defending the guy who wanted to teach evolution. Um, it's now, right now, I think it's it's more of a legislative battle than anything else, and it, it has to remain on that front um, simply because, you know, nobody wants this to get violent. And there are tons of people looking for a chance to martyr themselves for Christ and for the cause. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. I. I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it has a broad brush, you know, with the people who blow up, uh, you know, abortion clinics and and just you know take some fundamentalist view and. And wanting to legislate God into uh, existence and, and, and all of that, people, I, you know, it's not a, maybe not a direct uh, fatality, but people die because of, you know, the way things are set up, fundamentally set up. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a woman who, um, she went to, 
she, it's in the news. Well, you know, it's an internet where she wants a, an abortion, and they are preventing her countries preventing her from. It's in America. It's from having an abortion, and it's it's going to kill her because her baby's dead. The child, the, you know, I mean that kind of thing. You yeah, know. we did, we did, we did. Um, we read a similar story like that that happened to an Indian immigrant to Ireland, I believe, sometime in late last year, late 2012. She was right. going through a miscarriage, yeah. and all they needed to was remove the baby, but she was five months pregnant. They considered it a miscarriage, and she ended up dying, I believe, three or four days after um, she got right. to the hospital. That's, in, that's insane to me. That's insane to most people in the, in the Western world, you know. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I mean, um, creation issues and fundamentalist issues don't necessarily go hand in hand. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, um, fundamental, fundamentalist views and creationist views don't necessarily go hand in hand. Um, I'm pretty sure most fundamentalists are creationists, but those views don't necessarily go hand in hand. It's not all creationists going out and. Um, you know, protesting at abortion clinics or something like that. But they are heavily right. protesting, you know, evolution being taught in schools. Um, even though um, um, creationism goes directly against, I mean, just of the sciences taught in school, anatomy, physiology, biology, yeah. <laughs> um, um, cosmology, you know, mm-hmm. even earth science. <laughs> and right, it's, right. It's, 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 it's a mess. It's it's make believe. I mean, you know, I, I think um, I don't know. There's there's, there's a few examples uh, like the uh, what's this guy? It's, I don't know if it's well. There, there are tenets of Christianity, you know, of Eastern Eastern religion that is counter to actually getting something done. I mean, you right. know, I mean, and 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 so uh, for example, there's the uh, Pastor Scott Lively, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, in 2010. I mean, this is a story I, I called you guys like about over a year ago about, uh, but I didn't know that this person's name. Uh, Scott Lively, Pastor, Pastor Scott Lively, in 2010 went to Uganda and preached the, uh, the the gospel according to you know about homosexuality and all of this, and the Ugandan Christians got so up, so it's such an or that they wanted the uh a constitutional uh amendment to legalize genocide to to actually yeah. uh to yeah. kill homosexuals and uh they wanted it actually as a Christmas gift at the end of last year they actually were you know i mean it, it's bizarre yeah i remember that i remember that um, right. but it turns it, it turns out that the the Ugandan region just discovered uh, the Ugandan region sits sits atop of two to six billion barrels of crude oil. Uh. <laughs> and so the 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 notion or or my take uh, I would say is that they they use splintering labor. Actually, Christianity simply the tenets of Christianity it's an economic stance. And when you're able to do that, it's actually requisite for looting resources. And mm-hmm. so that's how they got Africans over here. They used, you know, the Bible uh, to legalize the notion of subjugating humanity. And and so it, it, 
it is a it's an old playbook. You know, uh, they pose as if you know. For me, for for example, there's no such thing as a specter of proper sex. There's only the splintering of labor while proclaiming divine right. You know, they do the same thing with race. It, the same thing is done with abortion. Uh, right. It's very it's, it's very difficult to talk to fundamentalists about environmental preservation. You know, things that are, are mathematically sound are incoherent to some people. And and, and you, you you technically, you guys already know, you, you technically can't prove religion. You can only undermine society for not accepting the claim. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> That is crazy. That that's just so crazy to me. And so, right. uh, you know, like I have, I have, I have an ex girlfriend who is like this very religious person, and she can't grasp that. She just cannot grasp the notion that that religion technically means nothing. You you because you can't prove it. It's a, it's a divisive act outright. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's kind of. <laughs> where I'm coming from, you know. But, uh, go ahead. Um, you Especially know, next to use the Bible to prove the Bible. Mhm. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Creationists can't deny that we don't know everything about the world through the Bible. That's the biggest problem I have with creationism is that um, they won't deny um, laws of physics or mathematics. Well, all of a sudden, we want to deny science because the Bible says so. If you, if the Bible were a guidebook to living life, and that was your only guide to life, these people would have died off already. Right. Seriously. Well, um, well, um, um, social evolution would have taken care of everything. Right. Right. The, um, you know, I don't, I don't think, and I, you know, I was a Christian. I, I helped build a school in uh, Haiti, a Christian school in Haiti. And all of this is used to tithe and, and do uh, home church and, and, you know, all of that. But um, Christianity, I, you know, it just, it, I don't, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm kind of pissed off about all it because to me, this place is, is kind of wrecked. You know, the, the actual planet is melting because of how we do business. And the right. church is at the core of that business. Globally, I mean, if you look at uh, if you look at the Americas, if, if you look at uh, just Eastern religion in general, I mean, Judaism, Catholicism, uh, all of that, you, you can't prove any of it. You can only legislate it and, and then criminalize those who don't who don't accept it. You know, and, and so I, I, see uh, with, I see with people in general, but it's, uh, with Americans in particular, and probably because education is on such a decline, and this is sort of like the um the refuge of the stupid. Um you right. don't have to be right, you just have to be loud. Right. But, right. You know, right. In the danger the danger the thing about, you know, I, I that bothers me the most, especially when it comes to religion, is that it, it's there's such um they form this solid block. One of the things that I that I was talking about with uh non believer friends is that a lot the, the believers have a have they, they really do feed off each other. You know, what I'm saying that's not a bad thing. They they stand together. I mean, this this uh, the Chick Fil A campaign proved proved that. And hey, you got Chick Fil A. Yeah, that that was uh, that was cool. And he benefited. That company actually benefited. That, 
exactly. So you know, you look <laughs> you, you look at that, you know, and you, you know, um, I was reading, I was listening to one uh, a good show that um I listened to is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, and um he detailed uh, a lot of the um a lot of the occurrences that happened in Munster, Germany, and stuff like that with a a sect called a sect called the Anabaptists, which pretty much meant meant to be uh, um baptized again. And um, uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, and pretty much you know, the, you know, listening to the story and the harm of going against the majority. When it comes to religion, when you go against the majority, like like what Martin Luther did, and you um you do things that are against the majority of the church, you are in trouble. Because mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the thing is, the only way you can worship God is how we say you worship God. I don't right. care what you believe. I don't care what you do. If you worship God in a different way from what we worship God, you're a heretic and nine times a day you'll be burned by Right. A good example of that is uh, the Salem witch trials. There were under 30, I think, trials. And of, the, of that number, like maybe 24 of those witches were widows who stood to inherit the property of their spouse. And the church, it was actually an attempt to confiscate the property using religion. That's all they were doing was simply taking the property. Yeah. You know, and so so you can't, technically you can't prove anyone's a witch. You can only undermine, the, you know, the, the fabric of society. Exactly. You know, and that's what that that's that's insane to think. That that happens. And all it, it 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 was also the start, and this is more insidious um, response, but it it did have the desired effect of making communities fear their leaders as opposed to vice versa. I mean, you had um, revolutions and revolts against the monarchies in um, in England and in France. Here, you had you know very very small and um, comparatively less powerful and less wealthy um, political figureheads, but this person who's in this position of power, he may not be a king, he may not have that much money, but if he just whispers that you're a witch, you are powerless. Oh, and yeah, you're um, You have an entire community to be your leaders. As a matter of fact, some of the ways they just try to discover if you're a witch, if you survive, that means you are a witch. A witch. Like nearly being drowned. If you, the idea that you can throw a woman into a into a lake, and if she floats, well, she's using using a witch power to survive. She's a witch. When she drowns, right. well, right. no, she wasn't a witch. But, witch, but right. but her spouse died, and she was going to get property. <laughs> yeah. And and and, and, yeah. and 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 you know. Well, here's a crazy thought. Maybe she was able to float because she knows how to float or swim. One mm-hmm. actually, one woman only. There was only one woman ever who admitted to being a witch, and she died in prison. They didn't kill her, mm. which is odd. Yeah, there, there was everyone denied it except one person, and the one person that denied it did not suffer, uh, a, you know, a fatal existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, at um, any rate, th- this is a sort of backwards thinking that. Um, it's helped with the mentality of creationism. Um, what ends up happening 
and um, this is another point. Oh, I forgot, I remember now. The point I wanted to bring up earlier. The thing about creationism, and you know, you brought this up. All the publishers brought this up, is that it is so at odds what we know about the the environment around us, and about the Earth, and about the universe. Um, mm-hmm. what happens when you 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 tell someone something that is untrue, and then they go out into a world where they are bombarded with information that is the antithesis of that, is that they must constantly either ignore this new information or rationalize away what they know in order to keep the myth true in their mind. That can be healthy mentally. Well, Mm -hmm. that that will induce, that can induce schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's mathematically incorrect. You know, um... I, you know, I ask on Facebook. You know, I, I run into people who uh, they have uh, understandings that are sound, but you know, their title, uh, you know, it's like a Christianist or whatever. And I ask them, I ask them, all right, what, what is, what on planet Earth is proof of the Christ that is alive and not in decline? That it's not dying out, that their environment is, like, and they can't answer it because it's, mm-hmm. because if if you, you point to anything, because you know when I was first, uh, well, while I was a Christian, you know, I had other Christians tell me, well, the proof of uh, evidence of God is the trees and all of this, and so I had to examine that, and it turns out that all trees on planet Earth are technically in decline. You know, if they want to say jellyfish, all jellyfish across the board are in decline. Everything, all life forms on planet Earth, because of the way we do business, all life forms on planet Earth are technically in decline. And so if you see which is Christ, and it is alive and living, and you want to reflect that which is Christ, then you must maintain that which is Christ. And you cannot maintain that which is Christ if if you turn your back on uh, environmental issues, if well, you turn your thing. back... The Bible clearly yeah. says that man has dominion over the animals, and that can be taken in two ways. It can be taken as we are their caretakers that take care of our planet, or it can be taken as we are superior to them in every way their lives don't matter. And with most fundamentalists, um, they believe that we are in the end times anyway. There's no point in preserving the planet because the apocalypse will be upon us soon. The second coming will be here. There's nothing but how do you to preserve. That? How do you measure the impact Belief, of that? obviously. There's no fact. Mm. But see, you see, that's, Everything that's, that's is a, based on belief, and that's the problem. Yeah, but Everything the thing is, be based on belief. You, you, you can't... You, you, you can't prove something... But people say, well, I have faith in the Christ. And I and I tell them, you technically can't prove you have faith in something that can't be true. I mean, if I told you that I had a four-door Volkswagen in my pocket, regardless of what I did because of that, whatever I did would actually be a divisive act because it's impossible that a Volkswagen could be in my pocket. So no, it is, impossible, it is impossible to prove that you have that in your pocket, but it is not impossible to prove that you actually believe that. Um, no, it, it is. Not, actually, actually, no, you're, you're right. Science has proven that um, through a special experiment that was done a few years ago, and the way the experiment worked is they would ask the t- test subjects questions like hypothetical situations, 
um, what would fill-in-the-blank friend or family member do in XYZ situation? And then they would give an answer based on their knowledge of that person. And in the test measured where the electric currents are running in what areas of the brain they were using to think. Then they would ask them, what would you do in fill-in-the-blank situation? And they would answer. And a different part of their brain would, you know, um, be heavily used, and that was the part they were using to think. And then they asked this person, what would God do? And they answered using the same part of their brain that they used to answer for themselves. Because uh, God is an extension. When a person has great faith, their, their, their God, which is very real to them, becomes an extension of their ego. Right. This right, is why right. believers in the same religion can disagree with each other, but say that they both agree with God. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Sort of. Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, hypocritical, basically. It can be. It, it can, well, understand. Or, there is no closer. Rela- there is no closer relationship than the relationship you have with yourself. There's nothing hypocritical about it. It's like you said earlier about schizophrenia. The more religious a person is, the greater they are thrown into mental and psychological instability. This person has been told for years that God is in you. He knows you. You have a personal relationship with, with him. He knows you inside and out. The only person who truly fits this bill is you. The self. Well, you know, they say, say the, um, you, uh, one of the ways that uh, you can prove that is if your God hates everybody that you do, you know. And, I, as, you know, I find myself, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, especially when it comes to creationism, and one of the reasons why, I, you know, I try to respect the friends I have that are believers. I do not attack them personally. I do. I do. I, I, I do. do. <laughs> I, I, I take a yeah, lot I'll of people. You kneel behind them, I'll push them over. <laughs> yeah. I I don't respect because they they I don't mean to interrupt you, bro, but they they're legislating is is, is what's happening. I mean, you you have people who uh, the the one Oklahoma senator who said female said that uh, men should be criminalized for ejaculating outside of women's sexual organs. I mean, that's insane. You you can't well, let the Bible like, said you, the Bible said you should yeah, throw your feet upon the ground. Yeah, but, but see, you know the, the, Bible, thing about the, it, the Bible is not a me- is not measure. Like if if, if I said that, uh, you know, I I, I want to make a garden and I have to have it three feet by nine, you know, I would use a a ruler, you know, that see, you is know, the, the measure. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. I would. Um, I, I could just. I could, the, the the fundamentalist can turn around and say just as easily. Well, if I want to know the proper way to live my life as a decent, moral person, I use the Bible as my measure. But yes, I'm saying this is the way these people think. You're right. You're right. You're right. And you're right. I would say to that, whatever you understand to be true, even if it is hidden, realize that you can't break anything to prove it. You can't be divisive. All I need because is the word of God. But you can't prove that. You know, in America, you you can't prove it because saying that 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 your that your that your knowledge that your um your belief and your 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 assurance that something is right comes from a being that cannot be tangibly proven and comes from a book whose authors we cannot whose authors we cannot trace. 
this is all anyone needs to do to shut down a conversation. Because at no, that point, no, the person no. has made it clear. The person has made it no. clear that they don't care about that. Hey, hold, on, hold, on, say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, second, hold on, sure. second, hold, hold on, second now. Um, it, by the way, <laughs> I'm, you know, um, I was going. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to, you know, say something if y'all, y'all don't mind, you know. You, sure, you know. sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry about that, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm. One of the things that you know, it, it, um, we we've gotten this society going in the way it's going, especially ingrained into American culture, that you know, um, life is religion is so important to everything that we do and everything that happens that we've ingrained it into education, uh, politics. And um, even you know, saying culture and everything like that, a lot of the, a lot of the things that we, that that goes on, and a lot of things that we allow are affected by religion. Even the even the MPAA, nine times ten, you're gonna get you're gonna get um X rated, you're gonna get an R or X rated for nudity, whereas you know that the nudity, whereas the way that to avoid the way that a lot of studios avoid the R rating. Is they have generic characters like uh, Iron Man and um, Avengers that that do not bleed, or they do not kill them in a gory way or something like that. Even some blood is allowed, but right. one breast one breast shot and you are an R rated. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, so well, it goes back to those Puritan views as well. I mean, there there, yeah. can, there are some movies that have had really gross violence that I have seen that still managed to hold on to a PG-13 rating, but as soon as you have a kiss in a movie um, between um, live-action characters, it's PG. If you do more than kiss, it's already PG-13. Uh, so violence and um, gross violence is okay, but um, any um, right. form of intimacy is not okay. And well, who has got, got a lot of stuff going on in that background? Um, you know, probably had to mute your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, uh, you were saying, uh, say that again. I was still waiting. Somebody was talking. Oh. We're waiting on you. <laughs> on me? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody go. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to continue with the article that I was reading before. Um, Tennessee and Louisiana have academic freedom laws. We're back on the subject of creationism. Um, with these academic freedom laws, teachers that already wanted to teach creationism can, um, under the guise of teaching critical thinking skills necessary to become intelligent, productive, and informed citizens. Now, that is a contradiction if I've ever heard one. Um, it continues saying it's been about 150 years now since the theory of evolution has been introduced to the public. There's a lot of information that's come out since that would indicate that we have to think a bit wider. And by thinking wider, he means narrowing your thinking to what the Bible says. Um, Louisiana passed a, its bill to bipartisan support in 2008 under Republican Governor um, Bobby Jindal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
in Arizona, it's the first time in at least a decade that such a bill has been introduced. And in Colorado, creationist legislation hasn't been introduced since 1972, but it's back on. And Colorado, the Colorado bill would create academic freedom acts for both K-9 public schools and institutes of higher learning in the state of Colorado, meaning the public state universities would also be teaching this garbage. And people would pay them for it. That's, you know, you see, that... For, and that's confrontation. That's the point. To be confrontation, it's a divisive act. That's that's the point. And and so that's um, I don't know. I, I'm on this this, this kick about uh, and I have been for a while that uh, the, the planet's melting basically, and that uh, the one reason why it's melting is because the unrestricted liberalization of natural resources. And so we undermine societies and we loot the resources. It's been happening for hundreds of years, and it's happening right now. And the way they, it's done is is primarily through religion. You simply divide society, and then multinationals come in and do whatever they want. And that's what's happening. And so when a person takes a religious stand with me, it is an economic stand because that's the only measure of the impact of what they're doing. And so I will never look at the Bible to defend what I say or what I understand to be true, you know. And so a person can say, well, I love Jesus with all my heart, and, and I have faith that he, he, he paid uh, his, you know, he died for my sins. And that's actually a lie because you can't prove you have faith in that because it technically is simply a story as, as prerequisite for looting natural resources. That's all it is, and that's all it has ever been. And so when, you know, I listen to Obama and the, you know, the things that, you know, the prayer meet, the prayer breakfast, right? Am I right? Is, is that what it's called? Where all these, you know, religious politicians get together, Christian, or Christian and uh, Jew and, uh, you know, all of this, that's groundless. That is literally, they're doing it for nothing, you know. And, and, and uh, that's the thing that we face here. You know, if you want to look at all the, you know, uh, like the, the largest companies, the largest multinationals, all those, those those CEOs, they're all religious. They're all they're Christian. Wear their Christianity on their sleeves. The the head of Nestle, the CEO of Nestle, well, says that. He said about water. He said that water was not a human right, but should be commodified. Now he's a Christian. That's crazy. So they use Christianity to simply garner the natural resources. But people think that it is an emotional issue, Christianity. It's an economic issue. That's all it is. It is, it is uh, one plus one is two. It, that's how you deal with it, not some, someone's opinion, not, not someone's take. It is actually simply economics. Go, go on, sis. That's what I was trying to um to say earlier. It's, you can you can have separation of church and state all day long. However, um, if the people who are voting and paying tax dollars are fundamentalists and creationists, and the people that they have elected to represent them are fundamentalists and creationists, there's there we are meeting a consistent and very very strong roadblock, and um. 
like I said, the only way to get creationism out of schools and there was um, um, environmental and cultural factors due to fundamentalism is to re-educate the public. And unfortunately, we they still have the mentality that God is all I need, the Bible is all I need to know, and it is completely accurate and God is real and this is his word and this is how I'm living my life. And it is, it is detrimental to to the human race. It is detrimental to our planet. It is detrimental to our social um, and financial evolution. But these people refuse to put this book down, step aside, and walk out into the real world. And it's a problem. Well, you know, the the, the idea that um, so much of of uh, economic growth is driven by Christian values and stuff like that, you know, the, the the thing that you know, and this goes back into the cherry picking thing, in which you have you, you have so many beliefs to choose from. You only choose the ones that meet that um, you that meet your um, your needs and do not hinder your hinder what you want to do. This is one of the reasons why it's okay to have premarital sex as long as you go to church on Sunday or something like that. And it so depends on what kind of Christian you are. Right, and so you're selling all this stuff, and you're making all this money, and even though the Bible says it's easier for uh, a camel to pass through an eye of a needle than for a rich man in heaven, you're going to completely ignore that because you believe there's a there's there's a loophole, there's a shortcut to around that. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness. All you, all you have to do is say, "I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian," and therefore. You've uh, um, you've uh, circumvented that whole idea. You know something? We completely got off the damn topic, though. Cause, uh, yes, we topic. did. We somehow leapt from creationism to fundamentalism to Christian legislature. I'm not sure how that happened, um, but let's continue on with the original um, topic of discussion. Um, the framework of of creationism is basically this. Um, it, there's nothing, and I'm, this is a direct quote um, from AnswersInGenesis.org. There's nothing in science or any field that makes sense except in light of God's word. Where the Bible does not give specifics, creationists form hypo- hypotheses and models that accord with what the Bible teaches about the world and test these hypotheses against pre- present data. Thus, hypotheses can be discarded, but the biblical record is not. Although it is often a point of derision, evolutionists rely upon the same methodology. That is, while hypotheses are discarded, the belief in evolution is never questioned. That is a blatant lie, and we know that. Both are lies. Um, that that the theory of creationism is tested, that is an obvious lie. Um, and um, the theory of evolution was heavily questioned until overwhelming evidence made it unquestionable. Mm-hmm. That's about size right there. You know, um, um, in a little bit though, um, you know, I find myself looking at, um, reading a lot of these things, you know, and I'm questioning these things as I'm growing up. And you're not supposed to question these things. This is one of the reasons why um, religion has such a stronghold. Even going back to uh, medieval England, in which quest, the one thing you don't want to do is question it. It, it, it is as it is, especially if somebody who is supposed to know more about you says it. So when you get into this creation th- creationism thing, the idea that 
no, this really may not be the way it is, shouldn't enter your mind that you shouldn't really need to learn this stuff, shouldn't really enter your mind that if you don't really need this stuff to survive, shouldn't really enter your, your mind. Because if you do, you're questioning your faith in God or you're questioning God. And, mm-hmm. you know, and to, to me, you know, to me it's just a very adolescent way of looking at things. Because mm-hmm. if you don't question, you won't learn. How do you go, How do you progress? If you don't learn, how do you evolve if you don't want to Well, that's the thing. You are talking about um, what you're talking about is a social evolution, a growth um, and development as a person to a more progressive, a more intelligent, um, a more apt member of society. A lot of these people don't want that. They don't right. want any um, social changes. Um, they right. want pe- they want their children to have the exact same mentality that they do, and this is another thing that is holding back these groups um, in general and the United States as a whole is mentality where they are so against social change and development, um, where the way it's always been done is the way that it should always be done. There's nothing wrong with it. What what the way it's always been it shouldn't be up for debate or question, and obviously. It can't go on that way. Things will always be changing whether or not you want them to or not. You can fight the change or you can go with the current of positive change. And the fact that they don't want change at all and they definitely don't see the, the teaching of evolution as a positive change is an enormous problem um, that is slowly creeping into several school systems in several states across the nation. Right. I understand. Creationism. Uh, well, what do you think of that? Uh, you probably talked about it. The uh, the museum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, uh, honestly, hilarious. let me. I'm just gonna put it this way. And I I said earlier how you know I learned about um, you know the basis of of cosmology in third grade. Um, we also learned about the dinosaurs in third grade. And I had to present a diorama. I got an A plus. Not to toot my own horn, <laughs> but if I had had the nerve. To put a little, a little, you know, a, a person riding one of the dinosaurs, or petting, or feeding one of the dinosaurs in that diorama, that would have been an F project. <laughs> and, uh, the yeah. that, and the fact that people pay to see this, um, and, and, and is what has the nerve to call itself a museum, sickens me. Yeah, it is an incredible. It takes an incredible set of balls to do that. I, mean, it, um, I was just reading on the on the uh, web page about it and everything. It, uh, it just really takes an incredible amount of. I just don't care, or I really do believe this, in spite of the fact that you don't even find human skeletal, skeletal remains or hominid skeletal remains in anywhere near the same sediment as uh, dinosaur remains. They're You're speaking not... like someone who's scientifically literate. Again, that is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That is an incredible thing. I mean, you have to get down to the very barest level. The fact of the matter is, I keep saying the older generation needs to needs to be made to understand the way evolution works and the way that cosmology works and the fact that they are not one and the same. However, how do you go about teaching someone 
whose whose understanding of of science has been whittled down to almost nothing. Oh, I, uh, I mean, it's at a point where you would have to speak to that adult as if they were a child, which would defeat the purpose of getting them to listen to you in the first place. Well, let me ask you this: Do, do you have any? You know, I do, but I'm going to ask you, both of you: Do you have any recollection recollection of? Perhaps when you were a child, there was like this one day that you realized how subtraction worked. Where you you said because it happened to me, I was in class, I was like in, I don't know first or second grade, and it was I was sitting there and I'm like, oh okay, I get I get it, I get, I get the basic of, of subtraction. It, but it, I don't know. I mean, I learned how to add, divide, multiply, and um you know, subtract before I even started school. Um I did. this was not this this was not uncommon um where I lived, where the their parents taught you this at home and you know, most children started school knowing how to do that at least. They knew how to do that, they knew how to spell their names and you you know, you start school at four or five years old knowing how to do those things. So I I don't remember when the light bulb went off. It's just something that I've always known how to do, and it's just something that's always made sense. One of the reasons why math is my favorite subject, and I bring this point up a lot with Christians who like to argue, um, you know, about Christianity being right when there are over 40,000 denominations of Christianity, is how in the world has a human race managed to teach everyone on earth, um, with the capacity to learn anyway, the exact same type of mathematics, but you Christians who are so sure that this is the right um, religion and that this is the right God and that he's real, can't even um, agree on this one religion, and it has branched off into so many different religions. God, God. Christ isn't coming back for the churches. <laughs> he's coming back for the church. <laughs> but, uh, question. Um, he's not um, brought that up. Go ahead. Just letting just let you know we're in the last few minutes, so I... Start winding okay, down okay. in a second. I just want to say this real quick. The, the reason why I brought that up about uh, understanding how subtraction works is that it, it, it subtraction is a universal language. It is uh, true whether or not you accept it. It is already true. And so the, it turns out the day that I realized how it worked, subtraction was actually true the day before. And so the, the, the fact that I actually grasped it, because if you if you use some, for example, any any equation without naming one, any equation, if you use an improper sum, it's wrong. And so if you apply that improper sum in real life, for example, if if I said I live nine doors from that building, uh, if I use some other sum and said it's some other number other than nine, it would be wrong. And so when you apply the wrong sum to complicate, even complicated equations, things break down around you. And so you then can't claim it divine when they do. But that's what's happening. And so they, they say, well, it, it's all right if you don't uh, preserve this or, or if you take a person's rights away because they believe. I'm playing devil's advocate again. If something withers and dies away, it's not because we were we were wasteful and we were squandering. It was all part of God's plan. But you can't you prove God. It, it, it doesn't matter. Dude, I believe, was a Christian. I was a Christian. Believe, I, I just, go ahead. This is what I'm trying to explain to you. 
to this person, it doesn't matter because that's what they believe. They are completely sure, this is their sure that the sun will rise tomorrow. They are sure that soon, and by soon I mean within the next few decades, the earth will end. There is no point in preserving anything. And any species that dies, save humanity, oh well, they are not as important as, as us, so they don't matter. The planet doesn't matter because we'll all go home to the heavenly celestial kingdom with our loving, benevolent father. This is, a this is a thought process that you have sort of have to coddle have to understand this person's been immersed in this ideology for so long. You cannot and speak the to them like they're a rational person. You have to speak to them like they're irrational, like they're crazy, because in a way they sort of are. And on that note, <laughs> right on. <laughs> hey, so I um I appreciate uh, you taking my call. Yeah, I I I got off work early, something happened, so I ended up just calling to see what was going on and uh bingo. So uh have a good weekend. Alright, thank you. Alright, and on Later. that note, I I guess uh we're going we're probably gonna have to um uh, um get into some more of this because that was uh the last what half hour, forty minutes or so, you know, um you know, we kinda um we kind of um, um, we got we I think we did did a good job. We laid out a lot of information and whatnot, and then then we got into a good little fierce rant here. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to avoid that, but it happened anyway. Sometimes you can't help those things. Just roll with it. But uh, um, uh, this is gonna wind up the show though, man. It was still a great show, and I still enjoyed kicking it uh, with my 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 awesome co-host Emmeline. And uh, the callers and whatnot. Uh, Sunday show, Kim's show will be at 1 p.m. Um, Sunday Eastern. You know, and that's going to be with the Grand Unified crew um, and talking about homophobia and hip hop and whatnot. So, stay check into that. It's probably going to be. Oh, they're going to be tuning into that one. <laughs> yeah, that's going that's going to be a very good show. Um, if you're uh, if you've ever looked to uh, Great and Square or whatnot, then um, you're pro- probably going to be familiar with Grand Unified, so check that show out. Show Kim some love and whatnot. Um, uh, I had a Will, great time on this show. I think the, t- the topic definitely needed to be discussed. And um, I, all I can say to all of our listeners is if in your area um, there's a push for creationism at your child's school or surrounding schools, try to go out and 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 do something about it, and don't just sit back and allow this to happen because it's happening in more and more states and in counties and districts around the country, and it is a huge problem that will have enormous consequences for future generations. Let's see, I was yeah. <laughs> um, will and Raina, um, uh, uh, I mean Will, Will and um, Alfred, the barbershop. Um, um, as soon as their shows are um, up, and we know some, no one when they're going to be um, when they're going to have a topic, we will post that. I'll share it on my LB page. I'm pretty sure Kim will share it on hers. Brandon's RSS feed, same thing. As soon as something's known about the next topic, it will be shared, and we'll get the information out there to you, so you can tune in and check them out as well. Um, that was a good end, that was a good ending comment there. Yeah, I like that. Thank you, thank you. I had a great no. evening, guys. It was great talking to all of you. Um, we had two callers today, yay. <laughs> um, and, um, and I really enjoyed the show, and we'll be back in two weeks with another rousing 
um, discussion topic that has yet to be decided. <laughs> right. Next time you want to start trolling somebody's uh, um, show, pick up the phone and call, you know, like two hours yeah, ago. Yeah, um, so whoever exposing, exposing Demons 1 in the chat boxes, we would love to talk to you um, because um, I've had a great time reading your uh, interesting post in our chat box. Yeah, you don't shy away from battle. Bring it on! Y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Thank you.